Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. If you've never been an Audible customer and want to see what they offer, just go to www.audibletrial.com slash Excelsior Journeys and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title for free, and start listening. It's that easy. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And with this free 30-day trial, you'll have your pick of it all. You can hear books of all genres narrated by Jim Dale, Stephen Fry, Will Patton, Alex Hyde-White, Jeff Brick, Neil Shaw, William Demerit, and even a few by me, George Soroy. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash Excelsior Journeys and start your own 30-day journey with Audible today. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. Is there a burning desire within to share your creativity with the rest of the world? Do you insist on pursuing your passion by any means necessary? Then you are on an Excelsior journey, and you are not alone. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. My name is George Soroy, and I want to thank all of you for being here for this short but very special episode of this podcast. Before I get into what I want to talk about this week, I want to remind you that if you're in the St. Louis area, I'll be signing books at Barnes & Noble at the West County Mall on Saturday, April 27th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. My Aloris publishing comrade, Rebecca Jaycox, will be signing books with me and will have copies of Excelsior, Ever Upward, and her books, The Other Inheritance and The Other Queen, on hand. Both of us are working on part three of our respective trilogies, so please make sure you come so that you can get your copy signed and get caught up on everything for both stories. Now, the weekend after the signing is going to be even bigger because this will be the official launch of the Whining Trails Media Podcast Network. It will be a collection of shows focused on guiding and motivating listeners who are on the path to success. Every Tuesday, you'll get a new episode of Excelsior Journeys, and every other day of the week, you'll be getting similar content brought to you by other hosts in the Midwest area. So if you hit subscribe on Excelsior Journeys, you'll have access to the entire network. This is a very exciting venture, and we're really looking forward to your feedback as we go. Now, during the time that I put this thought for this episode together, I was supposed to be writing. I was finally getting Chapter 1 of Greater Glory, Part 3 of the Excelsior Journey up and on its feet. And this was supposed to be the first steps in the first draft that would wrap up a trilogy that's been with me since the summer of 1992. Uh, Those of you who know me know that I have been working tirelessly on this character, just picking at him and picking at him and picking at him. And finally, I got him to where I wanted him to be in basically in all three versions of the first Excelsior book and definitely in Ever Upward, part two of the Excelsior journey. Now, the fun part is, is that both of those stories, parts one and two, I've had this basic skeletal structure of those in my head for pretty much the entire time. It was just a matter of how to properly present them and how to get this character into the best shape it possibly could before he gets introduced to the public. Um, Part three, however, has been 
a little bit of a different journey because I only knew of certain little key moments that I always wanted to have for part three. That's all I'm working with here. So a lot of it, it's uh, it's kind of making things up as I go, coming up with breakthroughs. And I will say it, it is a little intimidating based on the way everything is going. But um, that was, so far I'm on chapter two and I'm actually making some progress. But at the same time, there's something else on my mind. And it's something that I feel like I need to address. And that something is all about confidence. See, there's a great line in the documentary, Tales from the Script, which focuses on the pluses and minuses of being a screenwriter. And as expected, there are many more stories of failure, bitterness, and spite at those properties that are getting all of Hollywood's attention than there are moments of, yay, writing is awesome. There's so much you get to do as a screenwriter. Even the late, great William Goldman, the man who told us at the very end of Adventures in the Screen Trade, who told us that we're the first ones who first get to make the movie. He talked about how it's no fun isolating yourself in your hole because sometimes you don't get anything. Now, of course, this is the focus because screenwriters have been so glamorized by Hollywood itself, which is the very system that abuses these writers and acts like they're treated like gold instead of the unwelcome pariah that they really are. But there's a line that I held on to for the longest time, and it's this. Screenwriters are egomaniacs with low self-esteem. And by this, they mean they're demanding their work to be shown and respected like the piece of art it is. But as soon as bad rejections or reviews or, you know, dismissals come in, then they shrink down again and say, oh, I knew I was no good. I used to hold that sentiment close to me like Linus' security blanket, but not anymore. Not now. And not in 2019. And not when I'm 42 years old. Why? That attitude has done nothing for me but keep me running on the same treadmill when I need to be miles ahead by now. I'm sick of feeling like I shouldn't be proud of my accomplishments. I'm sick of giving so much credence to negative voices telling me that I'm not good enough and my work is a waste of time to read. Instead of the readers who tell me that they can't wait for the next book in my series to launch. So, in the words of Tony Robbins, it's time to wake up who, to, to who I am. And claim who I am. Claim what God intended for me to be. And what am I? I'm a storyteller. I'm not only a writer who puts what's in his head down on paper or on the screen or whatever, but I'm also a voice actor bringing other people's words and thoughts to life through audio. And through audio, I'm telling you about myself every week on my Excelsior Journeys podcast when I introduce you to people in my life and let you know that they matter and deserve to be known. So, When there are these longer than average introductions, that's what's going on. I'm letting you in a little bit of giving you a little sample of what my basic mythology is. And these people, everyone who I've interviewed has touched me for a reason. They are a part of my life for a reason. And I enjoy sharing that. I enjoy celebrating that. And that's what, you know, that's what this is all about. So it all comes down to one word for me, storyteller. I'm telling my own stories and I bring other people's stories to life as well. That's who I am. And so I'm using this platform that I have here to say this to my fellow artists. If you're an author, an illustrator, a dancer, musician, a comedian, a podcast host, a painter, an actor, a filmmaker, whatever kind of art you put out there. Claim who you are as well. Own it. And stop putting yourself down at any given moment. When you're out there getting, 
you're what you are getting out there in whatever form you choose, whether it's in a film you made or a book you wrote or a part you're performing in, a podcast you launched, a song you composed or arranged, or even just getting out there on the dance floor, whatever it is. When you go out there, you know what you're saying? You're saying that what you offer has value to someone else. It may just be one person who picks it up and runs with it, but you're putting yourself out there and you're showing confidence in your abilities that what you have in you matters. If you follow it up with self-effacing humor or crippling modesty where you say, oh, it's just this or eh, it was nothing, you're taking a step back. You're sabotaging yourself. Trust me, I've done it to myself for so long and I'm done with it. I mean, you're basically saying to the universe, I matter, but not really. To hell with that. Be done with that. Own who you are. Because some good things are going to happen if you start changing your thinking about yourself. If you see the value of what you put out there, others are going to too. And then you'll be even more demanding of your work because of the hype you're giving yourself. You'll want it to be better so that way you can feel more comfortable talking about it. I'm not saying go, you know, like, and think of yourself as like a hack or something, you know, that you just don't care, that you're just getting the work out there and spitting it out there and thinking that everyone's just going to gobble it up just because you're you. You can't think like that. You. You are you, you have that sort of feeling, that sort of shrinking violet sign of feeling, kind of feeling that you have because you are an artist. That is part of your DNA that's in, embedded in who you are. And it's a real crippling factor in all of us. Uh, trust me, I know this. And it's time to shed that. It's time to get rid of that. Because if you put yourself out there more and you start believing that what you have matters then you're going to start reflecting that in the work that you have in front of you. You'll want it to be better so that way you can feel more comfortable talking about it. You'll take valid criticism and you can use it to your advantage to make your work stronger. I did that with one of my earliest reviews. This two-star review that I got on Goodreads for the first Excelsior, the original version, I held on to that and I was able to incorporate so much of that into the second edition and definitely into the third edition. Now it's that book is the best it can possibly be. And I owe a lot of it to that two-star review who basically put a mirror in front of me and just showed me all the different things that were wrong with it. And as I was able to sit down, you put the pride aside and everything, you'd sit, you'd take a look at it and everything. And without, you know, shrinking again and saying like, oh, I knew I was no good. I took a look at it. I did did a very reasonable approach to that story. And you know what? It made it better. And my editor, God bless her, Rebecca Jaycox, one of my dearest friends, she beat the crap out of that book, out of both books, out of both Excelsior and Ever Upward. And I couldn't thank her enough for it because they she helped make those books so much better. And now I'm so, so proud of them. So now... Keep in mind that everything that I'm saying, you know, it's it's still kind of difficult. I'm not completely changed when it comes to my confidence. It's something that I need to work at on a daily basis. And I realized that last week when I was given a page one feature story in the Arnold Imperial Leader, which is the local newspaper here in Imperial, Missouri. This was a big article. Never had this sort of thing before. And it was focusing on my long tail, author, voice actor, audiobook narrator, and now a podcast host. And 
Mind you, it felt a little weird at first when I started realizing what was going on when I was speaking to the reporter. But at the same time, looking at it at, at the end of the day, it feels it feels great to get this kind of validation because none of us are promised a newspaper article about us in this life, much less a page one feature. But what happened when I got the congratulatory emails and Facebook posts? I started downplaying it. I started doing the aw shucks routine again. It's only a local paper. I come off like I only know four words. I was immediately going into that shrinking violet mode, and I hated myself for defaulting to that. Why do I do that? Why does anyone do that? So this is my call to action for all of you. Own who you are. Step into the middle of that spotlight and declare you are who you are. And don't let typical or even cliched expectations bring you down. I'm saying this to my fellow writers, but you can adapt this to whatever creative path you're on. Too many of you feel the need to take yourself down a peg, even when it doesn't call for it. In fact, especially when it doesn't call for it. I'm a writer, therefore I procrastinate. I'm a writer, therefore I have eternal writer's block. I'm a writer, therefore I wait tables. I'm a writer, but only an inspiring one. B.S. Stop that kind of thinking and say it out loud. I am a writer. Stop cutting yourself off at the knees and stand firmly on your feet. So, please, I really hope you're all taking this to heart. Again, whatever kind of art that you have dedicated yourself to doing, let it out there. Let yourself out there. Show the world that you matter because God knows I know you do. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up right now. So again, there's no time in this world for regrets. Push forward. Let your art be seen. Let it be heard. Be who you are. That's all I really have to say is just be who you are. So um, if you like this, uh, please go ahead and give us a subscribe, a rate, a review. Love to hear your feedback. Um, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash Excelsior Books. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, both handles are the same. It's at George Soroy, S-I-R-O-I-S. Thank you so much for listening. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward, and I'll see you next week. 